You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Chris Spangle Show. My name is Chris Spangle. You are listening to us on the We Are Libertarians Network, our flagship show. We Are Libertarians can be heard on Wednesdays and Fridays. Get it at wearelibertarians.com. Get all of our shows there, Boss Hog of Liberty, this one, the Brian Nichols Show, Upward, Raw Audio Politics, all kinds of great stuff over there. And uh, this is a feed, as I've mentioned in, in the first episode, a feed that I've I've just kind of for years put stuff like radio appearances, my first shows, all that kind of stuff into this feed, um, mainly because I found that people were searching my name and I wanted a nice little collection bucket. And uh, so I've, I've always toyed with what do I do with this? What do I do with this feed? So let me let me kill this. Um, what do I do with this feed? And I think what I want to do is a daily podcast uh, that, and trust me, that is a commitment, especially when we're already doing, you know, darn near four hours uh, on We Are Libertarians. So to add in another five, four, you know, uh, let me do the math. Okay, so 20 plus five times five, divide that by the three, so that's roughly 78 hours a week of extra radio. I'm willing to put in the work if you're if you're interested in listening. So if if you are interested in listening, please uh, you can do several things. Mention it on social media. Go out there and say, "Hey, there's this great new podcast out there called The Chris Spangle Show. It's a daily look at the news. Please take a listen. And if I see the numbers start to creep up, I'm going to keep doing it." If uh, you write me a note at editor at wearelibertarians.com and you say, hey, thanks for doing this. I really do want to hear what you have to say every single day, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I'm going to I'm gonna keep it short just so it's a drive to and from work for you. So that way, you know, you get, the, you get most of your day filled with an episode or back episodes of We Are Libertarians. This is just a daily quick update. The third thing is Patreon. Uh, hit us up on our We Are Libertarians Patreon. Donate. A dollar, five dollars, up to a hundred dollars a month in Patreon, and say, "Hey, I'm joining because you're doing this, uh, and I, I I believe in what you're doing, and I want to financially support what you're doing." So go uh, to Patreon. So a couple people sent me this article, and I didn't get a chance to read it until I actually started putting all the prep work together. And the other, the other part, the other reason I can do this is that we've become much more structured in how we do preparation for We Are Libertarians and. I personally have set up a lot of systems, so you know we're just pouring content into buckets every day, pulling from them. And uh, this one kept coming up and coming up and coming up, and so I was like, I, I should probably read what this is about. And man, if you, I, listen, I'm going to stop you right here. If you have not taken your blood pressure medication yet, I need you to stop this recording and go and take your blood pressure medication. This is going to make you insane. Clinically insane, more than Elizabeth Warren herself. Uh, this is from Elizabeth Warren's Senate site. She has an, she has introduced an Accountable Capitalism Act. This is very aptly named. This is a very good name, the Accountable Capitalism Act. Who doesn't want capitalism to be accountable? Anybody? I, I didn't hear any. Uh, everybody raised their hand. They all want capitalism to be accountable. But what does Elizabeth Warren mean when she wants her when when she designs the senator of Massachusetts designs accountable capitalism? What does that mean? Uh, well, it doesn't mean anything libertarians would like. That's for sure. Uh, so she is the one who 
basically spearheaded. She wrote in this news in this paper in Harvard, and and Barney Frank, the congressman who wrote the Dodd Frank reform laws, found this paper, found Elizabeth Warren, and then when John Kerry went to be Secretary of State, she won his Senate seat. But she really was well known for this and the creation of the Consumer uh, Federal Consumer Protection Bureau or whatever. The Consumer Federal, the CPFB or something. And basically what this has turned into is a slush fund for Democrats to punish conservative-leaning businesses and businesses that they don't like. And you may remember back some months ago when Mick Mulvaney was headed, uh, appointed to be the head of this particular division, and there was an employee who said, no, I'm the rightful heir to the throne of this division. And the president said, nope, no, you're not. Uh, and they they wanted to hold on to it because Mick Mulvaney basically went in and gutted it. And its, and its job was to basically investigate consumer fraud, for instance, uh, and go after the big banks and hold them accountable. But again, it turned into a political weapon. It wasn't actually keeping a track of things on a fair and equal basis. And so what Elizabeth Warren really wants to do is create a licensing uh, apparatus at the federal government. So currently, if you start a corporation, you go to your local state. So I'm in Indiana, and I go down to the Secretary of State, and I set up a business. And uh, one of the things that Secretary of State Todd Rakita and Governor Mitch Daniels really worked hard on over the in the 2000s was to make sure that it's super easy to set up a business. And uh, you can do it in, in an afternoon. And... Indiana has a good environment to start corporations in. Obviously, Delaware is the one that a lot of people start in. And so the the incorporation of American businesses takes place at the state level, but not the federal level. And so what Elizabeth Warren believes is that this is is, is skewing. It's, it's a race to the bottom, so to speak. So uh, all these all these states in an effort to get more and more corporations housed in their in their state to get those, income taxes paid to them, uh, keep, in her opinion, start rolling back uh, all regulations so that she can, so that you're not there, these businesses and corporations aren't as accountable. And so what she wants to do is that any business that brings in a billion dollars in revenue, which affects about a 3,500 uh, 3,500 corporations currently in America, she wants them to incorporate at the federal level which is probably not constitutional, to be quite honest. I think that it would be ruled unconstitutional if it were to even see the light of day, um, because we are a federalist system, which means we have a federation of 50 states now that make up the federal government, and uh, they they don't make up... They're not supposed to make up these sorts of rules, but what does Elizabeth Warren know of federalism? Nothing. She uh, basically wants a central power. Uh, so she writes in uh, on her website, for most of our country's history, American corporations balance their responsibilities to all of their stakeholders, employees, shareholders, communities, and corporate decisions. It worked. Profits went up, productivity went up, wages went up, and America built a thriving middle class. But in the 1980s, a new idea quickly took hold. American corporations should focus only on maximizing returns to their shareholders. Uh, and this is this is a, a dig at Milton Friedman, who basically said the ultimate corporate responsibility uh, is to make money for their shareholders. Um, and so, what her goal is is that she she wants to bring corporate responsibility back to everyone. And I'll break that down. Thanks to 
Vox. Yeah. Um, so she says, there's a fundamental problem with our economy. For decades, workers have helped create record corporate profits, but have seen their wages hardly budge. Now, here's the reason that your wages have barely budged. First and foremost is inflation. The inflation rate has massively gone up. It's, it's a hidden tax on the American economy, and the Federal Reserve has been inflating our money. That's not included in this. The other part is that when you have uh, corporate taxes on the federal level or even the state level, the, the companies, companies have to take that from somewhere. And so they have three distinct areas that they can take revenue from. First is they take it out of uh, shareholder stock options, so, or, or what they give shareholders in terms of profit. Uh, second is they can slash, the, slash their prices. So they're not going to discourage people from investing in their company. They're not going to make themselves uncompetitive in the marketplace. And so what they do is they pay their taxes out of the fund that they would pay workers. So why you're seeing such a boom in hiring right now is that people, corporations are paying less in taxes. So Elizabeth Warren, uh, obviously like Bernie Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, couldn't find economics if it walked up and tapped them on their shoulder. Um so that's why wages hardly budge, Senator Warren. To fix this problem, we need to end the harmful corporate obsession with maximizing shareholder returns at all costs, which has sucked trillions of dollars away from workers and necessary long-term investments. My bill will help the American economy return to the era when American companies and American workers did well together. So how is she going to do that? Uh, she's going to require very large American corporations to obtain a federal charter as a United States corporation, which obligates company directors to consider the interests of all corporate stakeholders. And so right now, she's claiming that corporations only think about their shareholders, which is a falsehood in and of itself. It's a false paradigm that she's operating from. Uh, and they need to start considering... Uh, let me see. Uh, the Federalist had a good breakdown of this. Uh, let's actually go over to Vox. I apologize. I saw a bulleted list that was a little bit better. Um, Matt Iglesias over at <laughs> Vox is it's just too many words. Uh, so essentially what she claims is that they only care about shareholders. So now they have to start making decisions in the interest of customers and, and the, the, the municipalities and principalities where they operate. And they have to think about everything is ter in terms of corporate, corporate citizens of the world and basically is saying that if you're, a, if you're going to be treated like a person, then you must be, have the same duty as a person. Um, she empowers workers at the United States corporations to at least elect at least 40% of board members. Um, borrowing from the successful approach in Germany and other developed economies, like honestly, how many times do we have to hear, oh, we're just not as good as Europe? Okay. It's not a winning strategy for the American people. Like, <laughs> libertarians take note. Uh, anytime a politician talks about how great Europe is and America sucks, Americans don't like that. Um, so no fewer than 40% of its directors on the board are selected by the employees. So workers of the world unite. Restricts the sales of company shares by the directors and officers of the U.S. corporations. So essentially you have a five-year freeze. If you're Mark Zuckerberg and you're given you know, shares in your company, you can't sell those shares for five years. So the thing that you built... 
the company that you built, you are not allowed to take any money off of that investment. We Are Libertarians is a business that I have probably put $30,000 into over over a decade. Uh, and so now that we bring in Patreon money, I I I probably take yeah, a couple hundred bucks out of that and pay bills with it, for instance. You know, so n- no great amount of profit happening here at We Are Libertarians because I put so much right back into the business to make it grow. But who who the hell is Elizabeth Warren or any politician to tell me how I'm allowed to spend that money based on that investment? Like, if you're Mark Zuckerberg and you built Facebook, you're allowed to take money out of your investment. Um, Prohibits United States corporations from making any political expenditures without the approval of 75% of its directors and shareholders. Um, I don't hate this one. I'll be honest. I think the idea that corporations spend money in our political elections, and I get that it's free speech, and I understand Citizens United, that it's a free speech decision, that, that... they were claiming that, listen, this is you're not going to restrict the flow of money in politics because it's political speech, and it's against the First Amendment. Now, as a free speech absolutist, I understand that argument. But at the same time, if you're a corporation, and, and I work for a corporation but not a big one, let's say I work for GE, I don't want my money that could go to me and salary increases or equipment upgrades or benefits or as a shareholder money that could go back into my pocket because of my investment i don't want that going to democrats i don't want that going to republicans so i just think corporate the reason corporations donate money is because they have to they have to buy off politicians uh but i i certainly don't dislike this one that that the board of directors have to make, 75% of them, two-thirds of a majority, have to agree before making a political expenditure. But the federal government incorporating these companies and telling them who and how to run their operations is not appropriate. If if I were starting a corporation, I could write into my, our, my charter that 75% of the board had to approve political expenditures. And that's a, the private corporation's decision. But that is not Elizabeth Warren's decision, for for, for goodness sake. Um, permits the federal government to revoke the charter of a United States corporation if the company has engaged in repeated and egregious illegal conduct. Ding, 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 ding. So the state's attorney general are authorized to submit petitions to the Office of United States Corporations to revoke a United States corporation's charter. Do I need to break that one down for you? <laughs> Do I need to explain why it is a problem to allow the federal government of the United States to dissolve corporations basically based on political means? Uh, yeah, that's that's a real issue. So Matt Iglesias, who is one of the worst writers in politics, one of the, the lesser thinkers in American politics, he works over at Vox now, um, you know, and, and at certain points I've found him to be interesting when he actually was a liberal of conscience, but he is now just a lackey for whatever the Democratic Party and uh, major liberal, liberal establishment believes. He's no longer really a free thinker. Um, so he was very excited by this. Uh, so he, he writes on August 15th, uh, Elizabeth Warren has a plan to save capitalism. <clears throat> Did that sound like she was saving capitalism? I'm just going to take 
some aspirin for my blood pressure. Um, so Elizabeth Warren has a big idea that challenges how the Democratic Party thinks about the problem of solving inequality. Um, so she's going all in, uh, and basically, I just want to read some like highlights, just how he describes this. Uh, the new, and this is not ironic. He's this. He means this when he says this. The new energy on the left is all about making government bigger and bolder, an ideal driven by a burgeoning movement toward democratic socialism. It's inspired likely 2020 Democratic contenders to draw battle lines around how far they'd go to change the role of government in American life. Warren supports expanding many of the programs in play, and she's voted to do so, but the rollout of her big bill suggests that as she weighs whether to get into the race, she'll focus on how to prioritize workers in the American economic system while leaving businesses as the primary driver of it. Okay. Um, So she's trying to limit the uh, CEO's pay. Um, This this line killed me. As much as Warren's proposal is about ending inequality, it's also about saving capitalism. The conceit tying together Warren's ideas is that if corporations are going to have the legal rights of a person, see, you know, the the, uh, Supreme Court decision of Citizens United, they should be expected to act like decent citizens who uphold their fair share of the social contract and not act like sociopaths whose sole obligation is profitability and is currently conventional in in American business thinking. (laughs) He means it. He he literally means exactly what he just said. Uh, So business executives like everyone else want to have good reputations and be regarded as good people, but when pressed about topics of social concern, frequently fall back on the idea that their first obligation is to do what's right for their shareholders. A new charter would remove that crutch and leave executives accountable as human beings for the rights and wrongs of their own business decision. Why does the left feel the need to politicize everything? That you can't just run a business making Pop-Tarts. Like, you have to have a political statement on the Pop-Tart box. Like, if you sell cameras, you can only sell to the politically... Uh, the the class of political ideology that you uh, espouse and anybody else has no right to enter the marketplace like that's the crazy thing like that's why i i am dumbfounded by the amount of republicans and libertarians that are encouraging the alex jones stuff because it's like you're just giving into this idea that people aren't allowed into the marketplace of ideas and and like where does it stop does alex jones have a right to access to the electric grid does he have right to a URL? Does he have right to a, a credit card processor? Um, does he have a right to any video streaming service like Akamai or whatever? Like, where does it end? Like, are you going to turn off the water to Alex Jones Studio? Are you going to have the local government, you know, shut down his his like? Th- and 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 the real problem is that they don't understand or believe in property rights in any way, shape, or form. So it doesn't matter what Alex Jones has created. It doesn't matter what Alex Jones bought in terms of equipment or building. It only matters what he thinks. And if he isn't a right-thinking person, he has no claim to that property. And so he must be erased. And so to put that ideology in charge of the top 3,500 corporations in America, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> like, because they don't believe in property. And that's really what it comes down to is Elizabeth Warren is advocating feudalism. 
Um, and and there was an article in the Federalist that really broke this down by a fellow by the name of Robert Trzinski. Elizabeth Warren's accountable capitalism is more proof of progressive feudalism. Senator Elizabeth Warren has a good chance of being the party's president, um, more than America was not that great Cuomo, um, but she kicked off this proposal. Um, so, let me see. This is a progressive pro- proposal, but its adherents keep emphasizing that it's just a return to the past. Warren describes it as a new bill to help return to the time when American companies and workers did well together. Um, she wants to realign a regime of incorporation with or its original purposes. In a way, they're right. This is a return to the past because it resurrects an essentially feudal approach to property rights. Corporations were originally a grant of special privileges given by a monarch to reward his loyal supporters. They grew out of the old feudal system of prerogatives and privileges. At the center of that system was the feudal concept of property in which no one but the king owns anything free and clear. All property was held in tenancy from the crown and in exchange for services rendered back to the king. That relationship was then propagated downward. The highest level of aristocrats held their land as tenants of the king. A lower level held their land as tenants of the lords and so on. Various forms of European common law built up extensive rules about obligations owed back and forth between the crown, the lords, and their vassals. This is the context in which corporations were first conceived as just another form of the privilege the crown offered to its supporters. In America, and to some extent in Britain and Europe, as the legal remnants of feudalism were being cleaned up, the basis for the laws of corporations was changed from one of privileges to one of rights. A corporate charter wasn't a special favor the sovereign granted in exchange for special services, it was a recognition of free and clear ownership of the corporation by its shareholders. This is what the regressive, quote-unquote, progressives have always hated, the concept of free and clear ownership. And they have been struggling all along the way to get back to a neo-feudal system in which all economic activity takes place only with the permission of the sovereign. They merely give it a gloss of democracy by claiming that the sovereign this time will be, quote-unquote, the people. Uh, And so you you can get a sense of this neo-feudal approach and the way that the corporations in this proposal would be attached to the land like medieval serfs, unable to move or change without the permission of the cities and towns where they operate. While in theory this is a way of making corporations answer to the quote-unquote people, in the same way that the feudal barons answered to the king, notice that in practice this proposal gives power to bureaucrats and ambitious self-promoting politicians. Uh, So, you know, a state attorney general is basically the baron, and the federal office of charters is the king. And obviously a... uh, um, Democrat-funded, Democrat-crafted office would be run by Democrats. And just like the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, the CFPB, see, I remembered, would basically be staffed by people who think like Elizabeth Warren. Uh, And if you look at the New York Attorney General's office over the last uh, decade, then you really see that this is already starting to take place. The New York Attorney General, the California Attorney General, and Attorney Generals across the country have started to adopt as, as their role the ones who are going after these big businesses. And, and the problem is that these attorney generals abuse their power in an effort to make a name for themselves so they can then run for higher office. 
so it's very odd. Um, you know, it, it, so the best article, <laughs> the most based article about this was the absolute, this is the one that everybody shared with me, and it's because it's so good. It's so good that Matt Iglesias wrote a response to it and completely missed the point of everything that Kevin Williamson at National Review was saying, uh, but I'll, I'll put in the show notes the link to Ke- uh, to the Kevin Williamson, all these articles, plus the, re- the ref- uh, refutation. So if you're interested in this full coverage there, let me pull this up. It, this is so savage that this is what uh, so many people sent to me. Um, it is titled, uh, Elizabeth Warren's Batty Plan to Nationalize Everything. Can't believe he didn't get called sexist for that title. Because, like, who's batty, right? Like, old women. Excuse me, I'm taking a drink. See, this is when Harry's here, I let him, I let him talk so I can take a drink. Uh, it's just... Good ideas flow out of my throat so quickly that it dries out. Um, so, wholesale she- seizure and control of private property with 2020 in her sights. Warren woos the hard left. Um, uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren has one up socialist Bernie Sanders. Uh, this is messing up. I'm sorry. Uh, live radio here. Uh, I know it's recorded for you, but I'm doing it live. I don't edit this stuff because when you edit then you end up getting comfortable and you make more mistakes and it's stupid. So I do everything live as if I'm uh, performing right in front of you. Um, so if successful, she would con- it would constitute the largest seizure of private property in human history. Warren's proposal is dishonestly called the Accountable Capitalism Act. Accountable to whom, you might ask? That's a reasonable question. The answer is, as it always is, accountable to politicians who desire to put the assets and productivity of private businesses under political discipline for their own selfish ends. It is remarkable that people who are most keenly attuned to the self-interest of CEOs and shareholders and the ways in which that self-interest influences their decisions apparently believe that members of the House, senators, presidents, regulators, cabinet secretaries, and agency chiefs somehow are liberated from self-interest, when they take office through some kind of miracle, uh, the miracle of transcendence. Under Senator Warren's proposal, no business that with more than $1 billion revenue would be permitted to legally operate without permission from the federal government. The federal government would then dictate to these businesses the composition of their boards, the details of internal corporate governance, compensation practices, personnel policies, and much more. Naturally, their political activities would be restricted too. Senator Warren's proposal entails that the wholesale expropriation of private enterprise in the United States and nothing less. It is unconstitutional, unethical, immoral, irresponsible, and not to put too fine a point on it, utterly bonkers. It is also cynical. Senator Warren is many things, a crass opportunist, intellectually bankrupt, personally vapid, a peddler of witless self-help books, etc., but she is not stupid. She knows that this is a go-nowhere proposition that she will be spared by the Republican legislative majority from the ignominy uh, that would ensue from the wholehearted pursuit of this daft program. It is, in reality, only a means of staking out for purely strategic reasons that the most radical corner for her to make a 2020 run. Uh, To propose such a thing for sincere reasons would be ghastly stupid. 
to propose this program for narrowly self-serving political reasons is the sort of thing that would end a political career in a sane and self-respecting state, which Massachusetts plainly is not and has not been for some time. To those on the left who look at Senator Warren's proposal and think that giving the government a stronger whip hand over American businesses is just the ticket, I would like to present four questions. Who is the President of the United States? Who is the Majority Leader in the Senate? Who is the Speaker of the House? How would you elevate the composition of the Supreme Court either as it stands? How would you evaluate the composition of the Supreme Court either as it stands or after President Donald Trump has taken the opportunity to nominate another justice or two? The power you give the federal government will be there during Republican administrations, too. Any future populist demagogue who finds his way into the White House will have access to the same power. No one should be trusted with that kind of power. And anybody who seeks that kind of power should not be trusted with power in, 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 in any way at all. It is worth keeping in mind that the fabulous goose who was slaughtered not in spite of the golden eggs, but because of them. Politicians are covetous. Their owners of the, when the owners of Apple wish to hold on to their own after-tax earnings, they're denounced as greedy. When Elizabeth Warren wants to seize those earnings for her own use, what is that? It is covetedness, which is what you get when you have, a, when you have greed compounded with envy. I'm sorry, the font on this is too small. Uh, I'm at the age now. I'm very elderly. Uh, so, you know, I, I have to apologize, but I need to up the the font here to something that I can read. Uh, it's really it's really sad how old I'm getting. Uh, I think many of you understand the plight of getting old. Um, but uh, yeah, I apologize. Um, uh, let's see. Sorry about that. <clears throat> When Elizabeth Warren wants to seize those earnings for her own use, what is it? It is covetedness, which is what you get when you have greed compounded with envy. Senator Warren, a former Sunday school teacher and apparently has a keen appreciation for the vices that lurk in the human heart, and she intends to leverage them for her benefit. Another thing about these proposals, they're at heart acts of cowardice. There are politicians who wish to provide benefits to certain constituents and who would like those benefits to be paid for by other parties who are politically disfavored. There is an easy way to do that, tax X to subsidize Y. The problem with doing that is embarrassment. Politicians such as Warren lack the courage to go to the American electorate and say, we wish to provide these benefits and they will cost an extra $3 trillion a year, which we will pay for by doubling taxes. Why spend the money to subsidize, say, health insurance? when you can just pass rules to make businesses do the subsidizing for you. It is a way to spend money without putting the expenditures on a budget line. It treats the productive capacity of the United States as a herd of dairy cows to be milked by Warren at Al at her convenience. And of course, Senator Warren and her colleagues get to decide how the milk gets distributed too. One wonders why American businesses put up with it. They do not have to, not really. It is a fairly easy thing for an established American business to move its corporate domicile to some other country. As with all those corporate inversions in the pharmaceutical industry that gave Obama administration the willies a few years ago. It is also a fairly easy thing for a new business being founded by Americans to incorporate in some other country from the beginning. Uh, after all, Silicon Valley's competitive edge comes from the people, and the people are mobile, which is a huge, huge 
part of American uh, of libertarianism is that people have the ability to move. Um, businesses historically have chosen to locate in the U.S. for a number of reasons. It was long the world's largest market, and businesses had faith in American law and the American dollar. It's still a big market, and the dollar is still the world's favorite currency. But if American law or American lawmakers are going to treat profit-sinking enterprises as an enemy of the people, Zurich is pretty nice. Lots of places are. There are a lot of big American businesses with targets painted on their backs, and those that do not already have a plan B are doing their shareholders a disservice. Erdogan, Chavez, Huey Long, the rogues gallery of those who sought to fortify their political power by bullying businesses is long, and it is sickening. Senator Warren now nominates herself to that list, at least in her aspiration. It is not an honorable aspiration. Whoo! Man, that was like fire. Uh, so, Wow. Great article by Kevin Williamson. Uh, (laughs) Damn, son. Uh, Here's just a a few of the headlines today uh, that are going on. Uh, Mike Pompeo, a time for peace as Afghan regime announces ceasefire with Taliban. Uh, The United States is ready to support and facilitate direct peace talks between the Afghan government and the Taliban. And it looks like uh, my gut says that they're going to try and uh, get a peace deal in Afghanistan and get the troops home, hopefully, even if it is just to distract for uh, Trump's vanity. I don't care, as long as the troops come home. Uh, President Trump on Saturday charged that social media is totally discriminating against Republican and conservative voices and argued that uh, the platform should allow good and bad content online amid ongoing debate over social media's role. Let everybody participate, good and bad. And we will all just have to figure that out. I don't know what uh, voice that I was doing. I apologize. Uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez has entirely banned reporters from two town hall-style events, CNN reports. Um, She's doing a listening tour in the Bronx and and the Queens. And uh, she says, Our community is 50% immigrants. Folks are victims of domestic violence, trafficking, and have personal, personal medical issues. This town hall was designed for residents to feel safe discussing sensitive issues in a threatening political time. Okay, no, you just concocted. Uh, see, security is always one of the ways that they erode freedom. Politicians love to use security as a way to erode freedom. Um, clergy sex abuse has cost the Catholic Church $3 billion in settlements, the New York Post reports. And um, let's see. Uh, HUD says Facebook ads let landlords discriminate. Yahoo News is reporting that HUD is uh, upset that Facebook is allowing uh, people. Basically, I live in an apartment complex. They can go on and advertise to the community that they would like to advertise to. So now Facebook's going to be eaten that way. Um, And the most important story of the day, Germany has no preparations made in case of alien landing. Uh, The San Francisco Chronicle reports, Germany has made no preparations in response to questions. um, This is apparently a hot topic over there. Justifying that stance, the government added it believes a first contact on German territory is extremely unlikely based on today's scientific knowledge. Just another example of how the Europeans are trying to uh, force Americans into protecting them if the shit hits the fan. Uh, All these Europeans need to man up, get their own space force, Stop relying on the United States to make sure that their pansy asses are free from the Russians. 
All right, that is enough. I've gone way over time, but man, that Elizabeth Warren story was too juicy, and that Kevin Williamson article was too fire. So thanks for listening here on this episode of The Chris Spangle Show. Please send in your notes, editor at weirdlibertarians.com, or uh, leave a comment and review on the iTunes, or send in whatever, just some some social feedback, essentially, that you find this to be a, a valuable use of your time and mine. Uh, And we'll keep doing it for you. We'll keep uh, bringing you the information every day that you need to know. Um, We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Make sure you tune in tomorrow night as we talk. uh, What are we talking about? Oh, Lester Holt just flat out making making fake news up. Uh, We get we we catch him. So uh, and then we're going to talk about the non-aggression principle. A lot of uh, anti-media stuff. So if you really like when I beat up on the media, you're going to love tomorrow's We Are Libertarians. Uh, And then who knows what the news holds tomorrow. I mean, every day there's something new. So tune in tomorrow on the Chris Spangle Show. Please share this. Tell your friends. Spread the word. And uh, everybody, just be nice to each other. Uh, Unless they're a dick first, then you can hit back.